1: and other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think.
2: Bernie Sanders, who the hell is he? A friend of you and me, a man of integrity. Bernie Sanders, who the hell is he? A 21st century revolutionary. Stand with Bernie 2016. It's time we stop the Wall Street machine. Bernie Sanders, who the hell is he? Listen to him speak, maybe then you'll see. We're red, white, and blue Not red, white, and green Stand with Bernie 2016 I woke up this morning Feeling the burn, something inside me starting to squirm. I woke up this morning, washed my face, feeling the burn all over the place. Can you feel the burn? Can you feel the burn? Can you feel the burn? Feel the burn. I woke up this morning, feeling so firm. Smelled that coffee. I felt the burn. I felt the burn. I woke up this morning in the United States, feeling the burn all over the place. Can you feel the burn? Can you feel the burn? Can you feel the burn?
3: I ever get is blah 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 all I ever hear is talk and talk and talk past the script because the people need an answer well you greedy bastard I am sick of your shit I feel like I'm living here on Orwell's farm being treated like a piece of meat that's nearly ready to eat and by eat I mean vote <laughs> What a joke. Vote for you or your chums on the bench with your banterous arguments about public spending, corporate lending, and how much you can scam out of me with your expenses bending. You were bent from the start, you half-ass smart-ass. You'd privatise your granny for half a mil and the blood you've spilt has turned the gulf red. How do you sleep with the 200,000 dead on your conscience and on your head? I see nothing in this nation's politics that fills me with hope, and I have a whole generation with me, and all we've been told is politicians insisting that they're doing a great job increasing taxing on the working class while they're calling us yobs. Cutting our health service, our funding, our livelihood, demanding my council tax so I'm locked up for good, but expenses, well, uh... That's different. Two grand's no biggie. Chill, guys. Go easy. I needed my second house, you know, for when I'm away at the weekend. Mate, my house doesn't even have two bedrooms. But you didn't look. You assumed. And now I guess I'm going to have to pay tax on that too. So don't question me when all I say is I hear blah, blah, blah. Because for all I care, mate, you could be speaking out your ass.
4: that bind us to the past are unravelling. We are free, freed from the monotony of a job for life and freed from security, freed from certainty, free to be cast aside. In a world where we have to look after ourselves, no one is looking after us. When we stand and face the future, we turn back and see millions of other people all alone. A host of tiny free agents in a huge global economy. In the technological jungle, not everyone can survive.
5: Visions of the future,
6: future. The global paradox is that the new technology is simultaneously creating this huge global economy and at the same time making the part smaller and smaller and more powerful right down to the individual. As the world becomes larger and larger in the sense that we're all becoming one economy, the focal point is increasingly and the basic unit is increasingly the individual.
4: He's an individual and they're always trying. A digital tidal wave is sweeping across the world.
6: It is my belief that our purpose here is to Develop our gifts of intentionality and learn how to be effective creators.
5: Visions of, of, of the future. Five.
7: Technology is not evil. Technology is completely neutral. That's my belief. It's the intent behind the people using it. It's also the uh, the amount of uh, information that that. Uh, people have on both sides. I think there's an imbalance right now. There's sort of a, uh, an information elite right now. A very small strata of people that really know a lot about the information technology, and a very large strata of people that
8: don't. Sometimes you just want to say, OK, stop. You know, you're just going too far. Too far. The way to the future is not in the past. And I don't think
4: that existing methods of constructing democracy or
0: socialism serve us well in the years to come.
4: The promise that technology brings is rarely filled with glamour. It more often spells low paid work, making products for amusing others. Technology is made up from components and it really doesn't care if those components are made of plastic or if they are human beings. The techno evangelists insist that with distance the heart grows fonder. By being where we want to be, we'll be more in touch with life. They call it teleworking, the modern way to be. But the freedom to work from a place we love is no guarantee of happiness. To live a life bathed in material comfort still does not replace those old-fashioned things that once made us feel secure. The world may soon no longer be a group of nation-states, of countries with large and rambling edges. It may instead become a host of information centres, of little city-states that are powerful and determined. These city-states would deal in information, the one resource that requires no space and generates itself. They would be built for those who find comfort in technology's cold embrace. A small band of modern citizens living at arm's length from the poor.
0: Visions of the future, of the future, of the future. Five.
2: When I see the source of war, And high up in the sky On the license plate of your car And tattooed on your thigh I wonder sometimes Yeah, I wonder why When I see that stainless banner nailed so neatly to your wall I try to feel no anger But it's hard to feel so small And I say to myself What's wrong with us all? When I see a rebel flag Painted proudly on your face I wish we all had a tail to wag Maybe then we'd be one race And I pray sometimes. that old, amazing
4: grace.
2: Some say it's a sign of Southern pride, a symbol of our history. Well, maybe so if you were on that side, fighting for that mystery. Some say it's a flag of bravery, but that's not what it's about. There was a thing called slavery, and that thing was thrown out. Now it's time to do the same with the flag you love so dearly You probably don't know my name, so I'll just sign this song, Sincerely
9: Hallelujah, Hallelujah You've heard the criticism before that President Obama won't use the phrase radical Islamic terrorism.
0: It appears that the shooter uh, was inspired by uh, various extremist uh, information uh, that was disseminated uh, over the Internet.
9: He hasn't used the phrase before, and as Olivier Knox at Yahoo News points out, Mr. Obama almost certainly won't in the future. Olivier set it up.
8: Well, Gordon, this has come up uh, basically since 9-11. This is a long-running debate about presidential rhetoric about American enemies and the war on terrorism. They boil it boils down to two factors. One is that American presidents are very hesitant to suggest in any way that Islam is a motivating force for this kind of violence. Uh, you know, President Bush was extremely careful to disassociate Islam from the 9-11 attacks, for example. He went to the Islamic Center of Washington, D.C. six days after those attacks to say Islam is peace. These people have tried to hijack a great religion the same applies to Barack Obama what they're trying to do is not uselessly alienate America's Muslim partners and allies in the global war on terrorism, but also they really 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 don't want to legitimize the the actions of these kinds of extremists by letting them cloak their violence in religion
9: but don't our Muslim allies dislike what these guys do in terms of, uh, as the President Bush said, hijacking the religion?
8: They absolutely do. The challenge is uh, that sometimes things get lost in translation. Sometimes when, a, uh, when a, an American politician says radical Islam, uh, some folks in, in some of the more uh, uh, orthodox forms of, uh, of Islam get offended. In 2006, when George W. Bush started talking about radical Islam um, as, a, as a force behind these kinds of attacks, the Saudi government came out and said, hey, 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 hold on, this is terrorism, it is not Islam, you have to separate the two.
9: But these terrorists at times, right, say they're inspired or directed by ISIS, so they cry out, Allahu Akbar?
8: Absolutely, absolutely right. there, there is, But there's a difference between letting people uh, claim that they're acting on behalf of a religion and endorsing that claim. And that's the big concern for, for now two American presidents. Um, just because someone says they're acting on behalf of, of God does not mean they are. And presidents have just tried not to legitimize this kind of rhetoric.
9: Interesting. We're speaking with Olivier Knox, Chief Washington Correspondent at Yahoo News. His piece is called, Here's Why Obama Does Not Refer to Radical Islamic Terrorism. All right, so I thought I understood somebody say, too, that by President Obama not calling it this uh... he's failing to identify the enemy and that makes it more difficult to defeat
8: that is a recurring criticism of president obama's rhetoric on this issue uh... ted cruz has said said stuff along those lines but uh... democratic house member tulsi gabbard has as well there is a strain uh, of this argument that is look by not labeling it radical islamic terrorism you are failing to diagnose the problem which means that you will fail to find the cure to the problem uh... that's that's also been running since essentially nine nine eleven the, the, the debate uh, ends up being about policies that might target American Muslims, for example. So um, one of the things that motivated both President Bush and now it's Barack Obama is that there have been occasionally some reprisals, some retaliation, some uh, attacks on American Muslims. And they worry that calls, uh, for example, from Donald Trump to ban Muslim immigration to the United States, or to uh, surveil uh, all, of, all of the mosques in America, things like that. They worry about those things uh, targeting individual populations in the United States, the Muslim population specifically in the United States.
9: Olivier Knox, Washington correspondent at
0: Yahoo News. America's First News is online all the time. Follow us on Twitter at This Morning Show, like us on Facebook, or send us an email this morning at compassmedianetworks.com.
5: This poem I told them could last through the ages It reflects on the bad, but it's good for all ages Our worlds now corrupt, people choose not to see They cover their eyes, and it's I, no longer we People's pens are like swords, lies act as a shield Not knowing the true power of the weapons they wield As hatred hurts, love heals But if we say love in vain, then it's no longer real We need to be true to our hearts and to others For if this is the bed we made, then we don't deserve covers We lust and call each other lovers, not knowing the word Or at least its true meaning, so it sounds so absurd But while we observe all our deeds, good and bad We must both cry and laugh about the lives that we had For without pain, joy would not taste as sweet We both help and compete, just trying to feel complete Though there's always that void, know there's always that voice As you act as your conscience and you make each choice Just drown out the noise with no liquid involved As you find the answer and you make the call The darkness is deep but the light is far greater You make the difference between a giver and a taker Don't mope only cope and know that there's always hope And don't look to those who look at love as a hoax We all start life never knowing its end but remember what Bob Marley said, love is the only force that can turn an enemy into a friend. Magic. In a world filled with darkness, we must try to see the light. Take a seat and learn from me. I teach people to stand up and fight for themselves and for loved ones and for all those in need. Take those off their high horse and do not blame the steed. If we are to succeed, we must never lose hope. These are words of inspiration that you do not need to quote. We use words like dope, sick, and bad like they're cool. We must realize these are things we were not taught in school. Society wants us to think awful things are great. Advice that could lead us to death, a grave mistake. But let's take a moment to look around this dark world. Dark truths hide behind bright lights, drugs, men and girls. They tell us sex sells as they sell drugs to children afraid that we will become strong men and women. They're ready to give us the mark of the beast. We are more than upset, but light has now risen like the sun and won't set. I offer truth and inspiration. We must all hold our weight with no hesitation. Since our creation, we were destined for greatness. We must all keep it real and just let the fake hate us. Never let them name us or call us something different like bitches, punks, or slaves. We are strong men and women. We have a bright future if we choose to see the light. If it wasn't for us at the bottom, the top would not have its height. If they choose to look down on us, let's not bring them down with us, but rise to the top together with this life that God gives us. If the peak is corrupt, then it has to erupt, blow up and blow over for those just like us the common person. It's what makes us extraordinary. We are all the same, though each being varies. From insects to humans, from ground to water. We all must love our planet and all those in it for together we're stronger. For there is no honor in disrespect and you are still responsible for those things you choose to neglect. We all have regrets, that's what makes us human. Pride in good deeds and shame in ones of good times ruined. Let us cease the confusion and know where we're heading. Real people will have a reunion when I see you in heaven. There is nothing wrong with standing up for what's right. Our victory is coming, even if it's not in sight. So follow the light. Our destination is peace for us and for all as we let the love increase.
2: The circumstance of the world right now seems pretty discouraging. You know, the pollution, the economy, Rwanda, Bosnia. How how, how do all these things happen exactly at the same moment? How come politicians seem to be lying so much and we're finding out so much about them and we're finding out so fast? How come um, the soul seems to be faltering a little bit? You know, it's like Tinkerbell, when she didn't get enough support, her light sort of went out got dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. We had to say we believe in you think about it. I think we're kind of in that phase, that stage, right now as it had almost
4: Visions of the future of
1: the future.
4: Sometimes we feel we know too much about our planet, each war, each starving stranger. And we know that no idea, no dogma or belief can claim to hold an answer. Yet, we yearn to find a vision, to hold on to something strong, to carry us ahead.
10: We have installed in the UK three million kilometers of optical fiber. It is made from only 90 tons of sand. There is enough communications capacity on there for every man, woman and child on the planet to talk twice over at the same time. To the control room of the Starship Enterprise. So that's progress for you. Boldly going now into the future. Into the future. Into the future.
5: future.
4: We are fiddling with technology while the world around us burns.
10: You switch off the telephone network and you switch off the computers, we starve. The nervous system of this planet is the telephone network. The synapses are the computers. We are already dependent on that technology, and will be increasingly so in the future.
4: The computer sitting all alone on the far side of the desk never threatened to change us from the way we really were. But now we've connected those lonely terminals together. We've offered them a place to talk. It's a place we cannot see, a fourth dimension to the world. But we feel the need to name it, so we call it cyberspace. Cyberspace, cyberspace, cyberspace. cyberspace. When we look with hope to cyberspace, to replace what we have lost, then we know that we have given up on the world that we have made. Though we don't know where we're going or what it is we've left, we are rushing to find a future that will save us from ourselves.
11: Most people are accustomed to asking the question, what will a new technology do? Very few are inclined to ask what will it undo? Do. Who will be the winners and who the losers in any new technology? Because all technological innovation is a Faustian bargain. It giveth and it taketh away, but not
6: in equal measure.
0: Visions of the future. was of the future.
4: Of
12: the technological. We stand at the threshold of a revolution in biotechnology. This revolution will in the very near future enable us to do a whole range of unprecedented
7: things to human beings and allow us to control and direct human
12: nature to an unprecedented extent. We
4: are fiddling with technology while the world around us burns.
12: Genetic engineering with humans will start with the repair of genetic defects, like cystic fibrosis or muscular dystrophy, but I'm quite sure it won't stop there. Laws may be passed against genetic engineering with humans, but they will only delay it a bit. Once it is known how to improve animals, I think the temptation to try with humans will be irresistible.
10: I think we're, we're technological creatures. We can assuredly take
3: decisions that affect our future. Decisions of the future.
10: One. With the technology that's coming, my children will be able to do all the work that I can do in less than a thousand hours. And it means that our working life is going to be faster, more eventful, and more creative. Also, it means that we will be able to do things that are entirely impossible today at home in terms of entertainment, in terms of experience. It's going to change the way in which we approach everything. Well, you never know where we are living. Together, we
2: can do our best to
3: make the world a better place. Thank you.
10: There's no better present than a future.
3: This
4: war is just going to breed more terrorism, more fear, more insecurity in the world. And we are against We're We're the new generation of this country, and we have every single right to be here.
0: There's a
13: facade of normality in Baghdad, but beneath it, ordinary Iraqis believe that war could come at any time. Petrol in a country flush with oil is harder to come by, and people are buying whatever essential supplies are available. They
12: are stuck in a limbo, caught between their fears and their hopes. At this American camp today, the unmistakable feel of an army on the brink of war. Everywhere, men like Staff Sergeant Andrew Connell, with all ammunition stored, were testing their equipment. Next time his Abrams tank moves, it is likely to be into battle. A last briefing. These troops from Bravo Company, 269 Armour, were being told where they'll find fuel and water inside Iraq. These were the serious faces of men who have not seen combat before, but shortly will. For the Parachute
13: Regiment, just time for some last-minute training with live ammunition to give them a sense of what it will be like for real out on the battlefields of Iraq.
8: If exile for the Iraqi leader was the one and only hope for preventing war, that hope seems to be dead and buried. Saddam Hussein has always said exile is unthinkable. Tonight, his government made it clear that he'll never accept any ultimatum to leave Iraq. The defence of the Iraqi capital is being reinforced. Artillery and tanks were being repositioned on the edge of the city today.
12: And as we've heard, President Bush is preparing to tell Saddam Hussein that he has 48 hours to leave Iraq or face the consequences of war. More attack helicopters were arriving by the hour, and we saw and heard intense air activity over southern Iraq. A last rehearsal, too, for the Black Hawk medical teams. They will fly into the battlefield to remove casualties. It creates a few butterflies here and there,
9: but, you know, we've been out here training our butts off for the past nine months, and personally, I'm ready to rock and roll i want to get it over with I'll get back home to my family
12: and friends this was a reminder if one was needed of the reality of war there will be casualties american british and iraq these frontline troops are being issued with leaflets to hand out to the iraqi people and this is what they say people of iraq Do not travel to work, do not travel at night. You could be mistaken for a military vehicle. Do not allow your children to play outside. What the military wants is for the Iraqi people to go home and stay home. In an ideal world,
10: the army would have on on its warehouse shelves every last item of the latest bit of equipment possible sitting there just in case. People are
13: not treating the warnings seriously life-and-death decisions will be made.
4: Now it is very tough, now it's it's hit me. I'm actually leaving, and I'm leaving my husband, and I'm leaving my friends behind. It's, it's tough.
13: The worry is, soon commercial flights will stop, that if people don't leave now, they'll be trapped in a country described as having a high terrorist threat. Since this morning's announcement, airlines say there is an increased demand for seats, but there are still spaces. The British Embassy are concerned that people are not treating the warnings seriously. So worried that this afternoon they reissued that warning, saying that Kuwait is now a dangerous place to be. Kuwait is now a dangerous place to be.
12: Do not travel at night. Do not travel to work. People of Iraq, do not travel to work. Do not travel at night. You could be mistaken for a military vehicle.
11: Baghdad is about to be bombed for the fourth time in 12 years.
12: Soon, perhaps very soon, that youth, and training will be tested to the full.
13: A normally bustling city has felt almost like a ghost town today. Shops and businesses have brought their shutters down. Those who have the means to flee have gone.
11: The streets of this city are clearing quickly as people prepare to be on the receiving end once more. The devil-may-care attitude of just a few days ago is gone. War, the distant prospect, is now war, tomorrow's certainty.
13: Kuwait is now a dangerous place to be.
11: Of course, people are terrified. They've been told repeatedly that the Americans are coming to rape and pillage this country. What they haven't heard are George Bush's and Tony Blair's constant assurances to the contrary.
12: They practice, but it's gone beyond that now. The Marines are prepared for one of the first and most daring operations leading the way for a quarter of a million men to follow as they
7: invade southern Iraq. Not really nervous, I
5: just want to get there, get it done.
4: The message was peace, but the mood was angry among the estimated 5,000 schoolchildren in Birmingham who left their lessons to protest against war in Iraq. Rocks and coins were thrown as the city hall was besieged. Students insisted, though, it was mostly peaceful.
8: Whatever happens now, Saddam
13: Hussein won't be a dictator much longer. But in the dwindling hours of his rule, what are his options? The worry is, soon commercial flights will stop, that if people don't leave now, they'll be trapped in a country described as having a high terrorist threat. High terrorist threat. Most people here now think that war is only a matter of hours away. The tension in this city could not be any higher. It seems the most high-tech bombardment in the history of warfare is about to begin.
7: Under a minute to go until one o'clock, which is the moment that President Bush said would be the deadline for Saddam Hussein and his sons to leave Iraq. And to mark that moment, we will cross live now to Big Ben here in London as the one o'clock deadline approaches. Exactly. 1 o'clock here in London, 4 o'clock in Baghdad, and 8 o'clock in the evening in Washington. Robert Moore, you are there. No doubt they will be watching the clock there in Washington as closely as we are here. In Trump's
14: London. 1984 Patriot. The Patriot Citizens for Religious Freedom Act. Up is down, left is right. Right is wrong, and the egg is cracked. The Patriot Citizens for Religious Freedom Act. Down is up, right is left, wrong is right, and your brain is hacked. When they want to make a law to restrict your liberty, they'll name it just the opposite, something more warm and fuzzy. They think your liberty needs to be restrained so that you can be truly free. Doublethink starts working on your brain. Let's call that freedom foxity. When they want to make a law to invade your privacy, they'll name it quite the opposite. Something oh so yummy. They think your secrets need to be surveilled to keep your privacy unveiled. Doublethink is alive and well. Let's call that patriosity. Dear Mr. Orwell, may we call you George? It took a little longer, but it's 1984. When they want to make a law to impose their own belief, they'll call it something different, just like any common thief. Do you vote for wolves disguised in sheep's clothing because you think they eat the same thing you're loathing? That's doublethink, you see. They call it religiosity. When they want to pretend that they speak for you and me, They'll do that, oh, so surreptitiously. Do you think they have your happiness in mind? Do you really think your interests are aligned? That's when double think really shines. They call that virtuosity. Dear Mr. Orwell, may we call you George? It took a little longer But it's
4: 1984. Visions of the future. Ten. Many of you have accepted the situation of your imprisonment.
14: imprisonment. What kind of world do you think we face
10: over the next couple of decades? That's yes. They are not all alone unhappy. This wide and universal theatre presents more woeful pageants. The scene wherein we play. Everything
11: we are now has its seeds 20 years ago. Computing, television, satellites. Will a machine ever be intelligent? I don't think so. We may be able to fake it. We may be able to fool people. It may be that we will have artificial call centers where voice recognition enables a great deal of sophistication. But ultimately, I don't think machines will ever get there. That doesn't mean we should stop trying at all. Because in trying to find out what it is that makes us human, One of the best ways to do that is to try and copy it and find out, okay, the areas that make us human are getting smaller and smaller, but humanity ain't gonna vanish entirely and the machines won't take over.
1: Sum
13: up mankind's foray into the future.
11: In order to get to a working consciousness inside a machine, The only way to do that, copy a human mind. I don't think today, and I don't think in the future, we will replicate what goes on in the human mind. There are far too many connections, there's far too much going on.
13: I think what's more interesting about the future is the fact that technology integrated with humans will be fascinating. So for instance, they're talking about the fact that in the future we may even be able to have chips in our head that allow us to access the internet.
10: If I've got a chip in the head with Google on it, I'm never going to use my head. I'll just be forever
3: on Google. I'm never going to
8: use my head!
3: Is the air getting better? The economy, the Middle East, arts, literature, television, US presidents improving? Anyone can nitpick. Sonny,
7: name one thing that's gotten better in the last 10 years. Both warring factions in the Middle East have been given 24 hours to reach accords. If accords are not reached at that time, two
13: orbital thermonuclear killer satellites will fire simultaneously.
7: The UN estimates that by 2050, the size of the planet will double. That kind of a world will not be a peaceful world. Ladies and gentlemen,
8: welcome to the future.
3: I am no number eight or number anything else. Yes. I, am not a number. I am not a number. I am a person. I am a person. I am a person. We want information. Visions of the future. Ten. The whole
2: earth
10: has
4: the village. The, life, the world,
10: We're both aiming for the same place. And that place is coming, by the way be warned. The future, it's, it's a scary up. place. The city
7: of Houston, with its manned spacecraft center, will become the heart of a large scientific and engineering community. And I am delighted that this university is playing a part in putting a man on the moon as part of a great national effort of the United States of America. Uh,
6: that looks beautiful for you It has a stark beauty all its own. It's uh, like much of the high desert of the United States. It's uh, different, but it's very pretty out here. Verify TV circuit breaker. Roger, TV circuit breaker's in. And we're getting a picture on the TV. The surface is fine and powdery. I can pick it up loosely with my toe. It does adhere in fine layers. uh, like uh, powdered charcoal to the and the size of my boots, but I can see the footprints of my uh, boots and the treads in the fine sandy particles. the Houston, we're copying. There seems to be no difficulty in moving around perhaps easier than the simulations of 16 g that uh, we performed and on the ground. Hopefully no trouble to uh, walk around. Okay, going to get the contingency sample. Out? Very interesting. It's a very soft surface, but uh, here and there, where I plug with the uh, with the contingency sample collector, I run into uh, very hard surface. But it appears to be very cohesive material of the of the same sort. Yeah. I'll try to get a rock in here. Airman from the planet Earth, Mike set foot upon the moon, July 1969. It in peace for all mankind. It has the crew the members' signatures and the signature of the President of the United States. Columbia, Columbia, this is Houston, AOS. Yeah, radio act clear, how's it going? Roger, the EVA is progressing beautifully. Uh, I believe they're setting up the flag now. Great. They've got the flag up now, and you can see the stars and stripes on the landing. It's beautiful, just beautiful. Tranquility Base uh, Houston, guidance recommendation uh, is pings and you're clearing for takeoff. Roger, understand. We're number one on the runway. Right? Seven, six, five, work stage, engine on master. Beautiful. Very smooth. Very flat-eyed. There's that one figure on there. Thousand feet high, 80 feet uh, per second, vertical rise. Eagle Houston, are you looking good at two pings, guys have submitted to Oliver going right down to U.S. 1. Eagle Houston's going right down the track. Everything's great. Horizontal velocity approaching 2,500 feet per second. second, 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 second. Neil and Buzz, uh, the President of the United States, is in his office now and would like to say a few words to you, over. That would be an honor. Go ahead, Mr. President. This is Houston out. Hello, Neil and Buzz. For every American, this has to be the proudest day of our lives. And for people all over the world. I am sure they, too, join in recognizing what an immense feat this is. For one priceless moment in the whole history of man, all the people on this earth are truly one. One in their pride in what you have done. And one in our prayers that you will return safely to earth. Thank you, Mr. President. It's a great honor and privilege for us to be here representing not only the United States, but and of peace of all nations, and with interest and a curiosity and, and a
7: vision for the future. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills.
2: It is said that 500 million people gathered in TV sets around the world to wait for the first Earthling to set foot on the moon. Countless millions more listened on the radio to the voices from the moon. Let Never before had so many people been attuned to one event at one time. The world waited, curious, wondering, aware, like a sleeper wakened in the night by a faraway sound.
6: All gathered.
2: A moment sensed, more than understood.
8: Some way, when those two Americans stepped on the moon, the people of this world were brought closer together. That it is that spirit, the spirit of Apollo,
6: that America can now help to bring to our relations
8: with other nations.
6: And one small
11: step from a man,
6: one
2: giant and
3: then man for a little bit a
7: we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies
6: and skills. Can we a roll program? We'll reporting their roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on office now and would like to say a few words to you over. That would be an honor. Go ahead, Mr. President. This is Houston out. Hello, Neil and Buzz. For every American, this has to be the proudest day of our lives. And for people all over the world, I am sure they too join in recognizing what an immense feat this is. For one priceless moment in the whole history of man, all the people on this earth are truly one. One in their pride in what you have done. And one in our prayers that you will return safely to Earth. Thank you, Mr. President. It's a great honor and privilege for us to be here, representing not only the United States, but and a peace of all nations, and with interest and a curiosity, and with a vision for the future. Tranquility base here. The Eagle has landed. Got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Now step off the now. That's one small step for man. One fast per man. I was rolling on the moon one day. In a very month on December. Thirty the Thirty of 30
4: seconds. 30 seconds. Moscow.
9: Moscow. Soyuz spacecraft 22 crew.
5: Так, am sorry, i
12: Everybody so straight,
6: so not... uh, sir, Moscow. To Moscow. Go ahead. Uh,
10: First, the uh how is the visibility through the uh,
6: visor? Uh, very well, very good. Uh, we can see the target clearly. The target is centered. Pulsars to Mission Control Moscow. Go ahead.
10: You're going to press uh, to final approach. Target is within one degree
1: of the center. Congratulations to you guys and we're looking
10: forward
14: to that.
8: Just stable. Okay, Copy. Thank you. Okay. is Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
7: If you are the few and you want to control the many, you have to centralize decision making. We have now reached a point of global Babylon. London. Global control. Global. Babby London, as it's become known. What's it all about? What is it all about? It's all an illusion. The greatest form of control is the control you can't see. New world order. Global control. The illuminati. This is the hidden hand that you never see, that controls the blairs and the bushes. The all-seeing eye as it calls itself. Global control. Everyone else is compartmentalised, only knowing as much as it takes to do their job. What's it all about? What is it all about? One, a world government which would dictate all major policies to every country.
12: Two,
7: a world central bank dictating global finance. Global control. Three, a world currency which would be no physical money, just electronic cash. What's it all about? Four, a world army to impose the will of the world government on those countries that resist. It's all an illusion. The greatest form of control is the control you can't see. How about the people that wish to live their lives in a different way to the centrally-imposed dictatorship? You can trust everyone and will
12: in time.
7: (laughs) Control of banking, control of politics, control of business, control of all these areas that dictate our lives. Today, global control.
6: Will you never learn.
2: This is only the beginning.
7: Hidden knowledge, hidden understanding, that if it's in the hands of the few and kept from the many, gives enormous power for the few to dictate and manipulate the many.
8: <laughs> many of you have accepted the situation of your imprisonment
7: and we'll die here like rotten cabbages.
8: <laughs> Soon I will be mushed out of the whole garden, and then, you know, better watch out.
7: Global control.
8: Everyone is to be taken prisoner. No one must escape. You will know
9: You will need
3: all the help you can get
9: to further the next stage of my plan
8: prisoners, have you?
7: Oh, yes, what a
8: pathetic
7: lot. <laughs> if you are the few and you want to control the many, you have to centralise decision-making. What's it all about? What is it all about?
12: Yes, deliberate obliteration with one thought in mind,
1: to capture the poor little sheep. And uh, let's
5: not get nosy,
1: but
13: of your
12: imprisonment, the poor little sheep, and will die here like
1: rotten cabbages. Who's going to be Robin Hood? You're going to be Robin Hood. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is St. Quentin, and we've come to the end of, things. It ain't illegal yeah. We'll be back soon with a new episode. And hopefully this episode has made you think and want to make a difference in this world. Now go turn on for the love of the poetry, and the spoken word, and things.